0: All right. All right, everybody, welcome back to the best hour of their day. Fern here uh, with my good buddy, Matt Albrizio from Forever Fierce Apparel. So if you guys are in the market for apparel, uh, I would tell you to go to Matt and his team. I've been working with them for about probably two years. And today we're going to be talking about largely is kind of the do's and don'ts and how to make this not a shitty thing for your um for your affiliate. so thanks for coming on the show brother. I know you guys are you guys are always busy like Matt, I will tell you this Matt responds to emails at literally all times of day like at some times I don't even think you sleep dude.
1: Yes sir. so Jason, thanks so much for having us here as you know as you said we've been working together for a while now. I'm excited to jump on this podcast and you know share some of the lessons that you and I have learned together along the way and just some of the different stuff we're offering but yeah man uh, that customer service part is really really important to me. I am not a very patient person myself, and I know a lot of business owners are in that same boat. So I like to get stuff done when you guys are working and just get you guys quick answers so we can keep the ball rolling here. So let's jump into it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, for those of you who are maybe new to the game. um, Here is generally the story. I got a local T-shirt guy who can do it on the cheap. And, Mm uh, and then that, or my uh, member will print it for
1: me and I'll give him a free membership.
0: Yeah. So it's all the stuff where it's just like, Oh, I'll go. It'll just be a little bit cheaper. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but in my experience and I, I, so we're, we're 10 years in our affiliate and it took me eight before I teamed up with Matt and every single person before that had mucked it up in some way, shape or form. You know, like I didn't, the t-shirt thing is you know, listen, I'm not against cannabis, but I feel like most yeah. of the people in that industry are just kind of on their yeah. own timetable and just print yeah. whatever they feel like it. So yeah,
1: it, it's tough. And you know, I think, like I said, one of the most important things to me is, you know, we are an online business and every affiliate in the world has a nice local option. You know, if you, especially in your area, you know, that area, there's probably at least a dozen, two dozen apparel vendors in your area, but to work with us, that says a lot. Cause We are located in Tallahassee, Florida, and we are a long way away from Virginia. So, like I said, I think that, uh, and like you said, I think uh, a lot of people work on their own time frame and a lot of people get themselves into these pretzels where no one's really working on your timeline. And that's the most frustrating part about it because just a little background here, the screen printing industry is really a high volume industry. You know, what we specialize in is orders of, you know, 24 to about 150. That's most apparel size orders for most affiliates. But the industry itself is really meant to set up for 150 to 1,000. Okay, so they're not really worried about quote unquote smaller accounts. But because of how many people we work with, we have the leverage to get that stuff done and to make sure it gets done on the right time frame. Where again, <coughs> people aren't really barking up your tree about where's my shirt, where's this, where's that. So we like to move extremely fast and uh, you know go from there. But uh,
0: which is again counter to the uh, at least the uh, t shirt apparel world in general, yeah. that was very counter to that. So, how many roughly how many gyms do you guys currently work
1: with? Uh, in 2018, we worked with around 800 affiliates. So, that's a lot, man. so and, and that's and that's all across the world. That's from the UK to Saudi Arabia to Zambia, Africa, and every Australia, New Zealand, everyone in between. So, we are truly a global company right now. We're working with people all over the world.
0: That's really cool. And the, yeah. um, the big thing is as far as like apparel and stuff like that. So I, I want to talk about first. So for those of people that don't know, um, A, I'm an affiliate owner now, but my previous profession was kind of like wholesale retail. So I was logistics or supply chain in the Navy. And mm-hmm. one of the first jobs you have when you do that is you do retail sales. So if you're on a ship, like some of the bigger ships in the Navy, they have a store, right? They say like, it's like a convenience store is like the, is like what, like the best explanation I could give that. You can go in there and you can get like ones and twos of food and cigarettes and dip and all that stuff. And, but there are some things, so you have to go to school for that and they teach you the basics of retail sales there. So I was incredibly resistant to doing any type of retail sales because I knew how poorly the affiliates were set up to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, a couple of things like, and I've described it this way like, the general affiliate is basically worst case scenario for retail sales, like in, in almost every aspect. So, yeah. a couple of things you want to have when you're doing retail sales. The first one is you have to have a point of sale system. So, something where I'm going to make a transaction. The yep. second one is I generally want to have some type of security measure within. I'm within making that transaction, whether it's physical barrier or whether it's inventory and which leads to the third one, which is tracking inventory, right? So like there's first in first out all that stuff, but tracking inventory to make sure that I'm not just sitting on piles of money. Now for those of you that run an affiliate, you probably violate, All three of those (laughs) on a regular basis, meaning like you're sitting on a ton of extra stock in weird sizes that you don't need. You have no idea what the actual inventory is or should be, like how many did I bring in, how many did I actually sell, how many were given away Mm -hmm. for free. Um, And the other one is you may or may not be using a point of sale system. Now, most people have probably checked that box at this point, but a lot of people, it's not seamless. So um, a lot of what we're going to talk about today is going to some extent solve those three major problems for you so um what other things do you see affiliates do incorrectly or not, i won't say incorrectly make their lives harder than it should be with regard to apparel
1: yeah, So, so there's two main things and i think just right off the bat the number one thing and you've implemented both of these and we've walked your team through this you know we've had people change responsibilities within your affiliate and we've onboarded them multiple times we've onboarded you and i feel like everyone's on the same page but The first thing that most people don't do is they don't plan out their apparel. Hmm. And I think we all can identify and all relate to things happen in life where things pop up and things get busy, hectic, at the gym, personally, and you just forget to do it. And uh, honestly, most of the gyms we work with do about 10 to 40K a year revenue in apparel. And those are big numbers. And considering I know what the margins are on that stuff, it's about 100% for most gyms after we average it all out. I mean, that's 5000 to $20,000 worth of clean income back in your pocket. And I think most people don't plan things out. So, you know, what we've done for your gym is that we sit down with your GM at the beginning of the year or in December, and we say, okay, let's plan everything out for the year and at least get some stuff on paper. So we have about six apparel projects for you guys on paper. And we do proactive follow-ups and we say, hey, Rob, hey, Jason, now's the time to do your patriotic design or Mm -hmm. now's the time to do your, you know, your East Coast gold weightlifting shirts. Like that's the type of stuff we build in there just so we can keep you on track because, as you said, you got a lot of stuff going on, and you know you are removed from the process now. But there that wasn't always the case, you know, and things would pop up. So we like to keep our clients on track with that. And the beauty of it is, is that it's flexible, it's non contractual, because like we just did a fundraiser for uh, the tragedy in your area, yep. with the shooting, and that was a pop up thing. You know, we can't we we can't plan for that type of stuff. But the plan is flexible enough to accommodate things that pop up if you're doing an event something happens, a fundraiser, we could easily insert that, but at least we keep you on track with at least three to six items a year. And that way you can have peace of mind knowing it's going to get done. And when people are pestering you, Hey, I want to do hoodies and long sleeves and t-shirts and tanks. You can tell them exactly, Hey, no problem. I totally hear you. We're doing our hoodie. Uh, we're doing our hoodie order in November. Stay tuned for that. You know, cause I think a lot of people tend to get overwhelmed with, Well, everyone's asking me for choice. And this is part two, actually, a good segue. Uh, Part two is everyone's asking me for choice. They want uh, yoga pants and headbands and gym bags and this. You don't have to offer all that stuff. You can offer all of it throughout the year, but you don't need to feel the pressure to do it for every single order, offer every single apparel item that you can get your hands on. That's not what works. So I think once we get into this a little more here, people will see what works. But we find that narrowing things down, sticking to a schedule and playing off certain themes of the year, like patriotic designs. Um, if you do the intramural open, like the two brain style intramural open, those type of things we can, uh, summer designs, those are popular right now. Those are type of themes we can really play off of and sell a lot of apparel doing so, but you really have to have a plan to do it because if you're not paying attention, the summer can get away from you. You know, it's already the middle of yeah. the summer Glad that happen, you know? Yeah.
0: So there's a couple of things from an affiliate standpoint to think about and and re- so I look at this, like there's two things that I'm really looking for me personally for, as an affiliate owner. A, I want people wearing my logo. Mm-hmm. And B, I want it to take almost none of my time. Yeah. Right? So, and, w- and when, we, when we really boil this down, those are the two things that need to happen. And there's a couple of w- places where people get sidetracked. And the first one is they try to do this all themselves. So I want you to imagine now that The way this process works, because we've done it a lot of times with Matt's team. Mm -hmm. He sends us an email. Here are some general mock-ups of designs. Tell us what you're looking for. We go back. There's probably maybe three or four exchanges there about, like, some minor tweaks on those general designs. We do a pre-order. He orders it, sends us everything packaged. And most of the time, from start to finish, that's probably 30 days. Yeah. From the initial email to getting the design to actually having t-shirts in people's hands about 30 days. And those are the ones where we're not in a hurry. Right. So like, these are ones that are pre-planned out. I don't need it any faster than 30 days. Um, But the reality is like, I can hand that off to a teammate and it's very seamless as far as like how that happens. It takes minimal amount of time because I'm not going, I'm not trying to create a design. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to you know, pull this out of thin air. And if you have designs, Matt and his team will play around with that and do that for you. But the bottom line is I don't have to remember when I'm supposed to do a t-shirt order. I don't have to worry about the designs and I don't have to worry about keeping track of inventory because
1: of something we'll talk about later, which is kind of for the most part sticking to the pre-orders. But But the design part too, I think a lot of people get bogged down in terms of uh, design they say okay i have a member who's going to do it but they have a full-time job and they do this on the side and help me out and then like you said things drag out it might be 30 days until you see a t-shirt just the design never yeah. mind getting finished products for us like i said one, one thing that's really important for us is that we're constantly putting out new designs every single month and again it's stuff that just keeps rolling and accumulating and it's important to show people variety because i feel like that's the itch people are trying to scratch right now we're past the days you know in the affiliate model 1.0, it was just give me a shirt that just says CrossFit ABC on the front and in white ink. It doesn't matter what color shirt. Now it's every member has CrossFit ABC and white ink on the front. Yep. What can we do to give a little variety? People are tired of wearing the same stuff. And for us, we can easily do those types of shirts. But for us, we're constantly putting out new ideas, new styles, things like that. And it facilitates the process a lot quicker if you can see different stuff, you know, because you can oh, this, find out what you yeah. like and don't like.
0: Yeah. And and this is something that I personally had to get past and and now it's to the point where it almost aggravates me when I see other people falling into this trap, which is, and some people are going to scoff at what I'm about to say, but the design doesn't matter.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, and take that with a grain of salt. Like you definitely don't want a shitty design, but the point is the design that you've got in your head for the most part, 99 times out of a hundred is just something that you like. which is probably not something that everybody else is going to buy. So for instance, one of the best selling t-shirts that we ever got from you guys is a t-shirt. It's that circle with kind of floral design with the logo kind of stamped in the middle of it. That one was one of the best selling t-shirts we ever had. Mm -hmm. And it is not a t-shirt that I would have personally picked. I was like, "Uh, I don't really like it, but I swallowed my ego and I was like, go with the order. And that is one of the t-shirts that people love the most. So, If you're an affiliate owner, or if you're this person in your in your who's taking over this process, you need to remove your personal bias from that because it's not about you. You want to put shirts on other people so that people are walking around wearing your brand. And it's funny now because that's the way it is with a lot of the stuff that we've gotten. It's not stuff that I personally would have designed, Mm -hmm. but A, I'm not a designer. And it doesn't matter. If you walk into my gym, there's 10 to 15 different types of t-shirts that all have my logo on it. And that's what I care about.
1: Yeah. And you know, our friend Cruz Cooper uh, taught me that lesson where it's you know, stop applying your own personal preferences to, you know, members in general, they 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 might, they're probably a little different than you and that's okay. But you know, like you said, the, that floral print and to give people an idea, this is a shirt that has literally like hawaiian type flowers on it yeah you might be saying there is no chance any of my guys any of these folk, any of my fire breathers are going to wear this stuff you know what though but the the thing is is that that sets up a different type of order for you where you have that type of floral order for one population and then the next round then we can pivot and go back towards your normal color, color scheme black royal blue white gray whatever and that's what makes it uh, the variety piece—they're seeing variety. Not everyone has a closet just full of black shirts that just say CrossFit ABC on the front. So th- that's what we're talking about here with the variety piece.
0: Yeah, and that was one of the biggest things that I learned there. Uh, and the other thing with regard to design, the, to the design is that I had to learn the hard way is it doesn't have to be perfect. You just need a design and put it out there. Because and so people who get hung up on that think about the long tail of this. What's actually happening is you were selling two designs a year. Now you're gonna be selling six to 10 designs a year and you can make those changes as you go through and you design future shirts and tweak them and mess them around a little bit. But the point is that it's quick. I've got a design, it's got my logo on it, people are wearing it, they like it. So that's free branding for me and I had to do it with very little of my time involved with that. So my second question is, because this always comes up, is how many designs should i offer my clients when putting out a t-shirt order
1: yeah i only recommend one a lot of people like and here's the thing is that people get excited when they work with us and they're like oh my god someone who can actually crank out multiple designs within a two to three day span for us and our team we have a day crew and a night crew so we are literally operating 24 7 right now and we are cranking out designs all day You might say you know what i need something for the barbell club you know what i need something for the competitor team i need something for normal gym members the boot camp and they try and offer everything at once i say focus on one design at a time again as we were just saying this is a long tail strategy here um we we, people who make the most money with retail do it over many many months not just one month no one just has a killer month and says i crushed it with retail this month and i'm done for the rest of the year no one does that everyone has that plan and like i said i would just recommend offering things in the same quote unquote family so if we're doing teas offer a men's tee, women's tank top men's tank something like that don't offer men's teas women's tanks hoodies pants beanies whatever else you want to offer we're not doing that you know and it's 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 hard to resist that because naturally we say well i i will sell more if i offer more and in reality if you read any behavioral economic books, the first thing they say is the less you offer, the more you will sell less choices result in more sales. And this is, this is not something I came up with. This is all stuff that's been proven observed and people have written books on it. So you go yeah. check out choice paralysis and we're really trying to narrow things down because we just want an instant. Yes. You know, we don't want maybes and nos. We just want instant. Yes. Put me down for one. I'll take a large, you know, you just want yes. And, and that's okay the goal isn't and people people think the goal is i need a hundred percent of the gym to buy this shirt that's not the case that's a misconception you you should aim for at least 25 to 30 percent of the gym to purchase your shirt per order that's a good goal and if you're doing that i say at the end of the year you're crushing it and you know like i said we we set those goals for your account and that's the type of stuff when and i do this all the time with you guys if we have an order that looks a little thin i'll say hey here are some troubleshooting questions Go back, run this by the team, and see, you know, did we market this on Facebook properly? Did we put up the right signage? Did we make the right announcements during class so we can fix that stuff? So that's why we have those apparel plans to set those goals so we can troubleshoot stuff and get out of bad situations if we get into them.
0: Yeah, and just so everybody is kind of on the same page here, I'm I'm trying to think back of all the orders we've done with you guys, and there's only been...
1: One or two, yeah. One
0: or two that have, that have breached the 50 mark, I think, mm-hmm. right? Like in, in one particular order. So we usually yeah. get 30 to 40, and then we, do, we have a handful of extras that we sell, um, yeah. but not a lot. Uh, the other pitfall, and so the, why people get wrapped into this, like we need to do hoodies, and we need to do uh, trucker hats, and we need to do socks and shorts and all that stuff, and Here's exactly why that happens. So I've been an affiliate for ten years, and this is not just an apparel problem. This is general gripes, yes. bitches, complaints uh, within the gym because this usually comes up, and you feel the need to solve this problem because this is what is said. Hey, everybody wants hoodies, <laughs> right? So every they just throw the everybody, everyone, yeah, everyone, right? So and this is just like, hey, everybody is unhappy about this in the gym, and. For whatever reason we don't ask the follow-on question which is is it everybody who told you that like how many people told you they wanted hoodies right so if that is what you get from everybody in order to kind of combat that and prevent yourself from making a poor decision or being too quick to react to that ask the question be like who wants hoodies like i need names and i want to talk to them whether it's hoodies or whether it's somebody that's unhappy in air quotes And find out who that is because the reality is it's not everybody. It's almost always less than five people. So now I can do a math problem. I can remove the the emotion from this equation. I can do a math problem. Should we order hoodies because five people want them? Yeah. The answer is almost always no.
1: Yeah. This is another Chris Cooper theory when people... And again, like you said, this is not just t-shirts and apparel. This is, um, I didn't like the programming. I didn't like the warm-up. I didn't like this, that everyone everyone hates this person everyone hates this okay just no problem tell me exactly who and let's just call them in and have a discussion here and see what's up you know and like you said unless if it's 13 people if it's 20 people who want a hoodie let's talk no problem but if it's like two or three people want a special green shirt on this order that's, that. that's one of those things where it's a maybe, problem. Maybe some other time. Yeah. yeah, and it's like an enablement problem. If you do it here, if you give a mouse a cookie, they're going to want a glass of milk. If they want a glass of milk, we're going to want a napkin. So it just keeps going and going. So it's important to set some boundaries and limitations. And again, having a plan gives you the confidence to say no, because no problem. You want a hoodie? No problem. It's coming up in a couple months. Save up for it. You'll be the first one to know when we launch it.
0: Yep. So that just a real good strategy to do that because that comes up all. Hey, everybody wants this. And again, what what ends up happening, going back to where we started, this is you end up sitting on a bunch of stock, which is cash, cash that yep. can be used elsewhere in your business, yep. uh, cash that you could be used on other product that actually is turning. So the last thing you want is stock sitting. And yep. I can attest to this. We still have shirts from like five years ago that are like these weird sizes that no. nobody's ever gonna buy. And I can tell you almost with 100% certainty that since we have worked with you, we have never sat on any stock. I sell literally everything. And, it's, <clears throat> and, this, is, and this brings up another talk, topic, which is we always sell out and then people want more, but yeah. I have resisted on purpose ordering more shirts because i know i'm still gonna sit on those
1: yeah because if you constantly say oh no problem i'll just ask matt if he can pull a favor and you know print up four or five or even if you you want to say you know what instead of ordering six extra because i think that's usually what you order about six extra per style let's say let's order 15 extra the issue is is that it will undermine your pre-order if you're constantly letting stragglers and procrastinators hijack the process so it's important that if you are doing the pre-order which again i recommend everyone does some type of pre-order for this stuff you know don't don't accommodate stragglers all the time you don't have to say yes all the time and i'm giving you permission to say sorry you missed the pre-order sorry i already sold the inventory i i ordered here but next pre-order this is why we do a pre-order to reserve your size everything is limited edition here everything we do is a special thing it's a one-time thing i think there's only one time we really reprinted something for you and that was those uh law enforcement yep. uh, fundraisers we did and the, the the marine and navy shirts we did so and, and the was-
0: only reason we redid, we redid those is because they sold like hotcakes man mm-hmm. i mean like we probably sold 200 of those shirts total so yeah. for anybody for anybody who's trying to visualize this all it was i mean it was super super mm-hmm. simple it was multiple color shirts um, and they were LEO firefighter and military kind of themed. So the, the LEO and firefighter were black shirts with white print and the eye and the word Rife was either blue or red. So it was a blue stripe yeah. or red stripe. Um, and then we did blue and white and gold for the Navy and mm-hmm. we sold the, I mean, the, we couldn't get, we couldn't keep those. So we did another order, same thing, but mm-hmm. that was after we had determined that there was high demand, like there was not. Uh, we didn't guess on that. We were like, shit, we should probably run that order again. And it did yeah. really really well. Um, but I want to go back to the pre-order because I think that's super important because I don't think people are grasping the full value of doing the pre-order. Sure. Um, and going back to what you said before, I tell people this all the time. They're like, do you have any extra shirts? And I'm like, no. So if, as an affiliate owner, this is what you have to say. No. If you want the shirt, you have to pre-order. Like, We're not we're going to carry five or six extra, which are going to go the same day they come in. Yep. If you want one, order it online. Yep. They're They're not going to believe you once. They're not going to believe you twice. By the Maybe. third time, they're going to put their order in, but you have not jumped through hoops in order to kind of satisfy that person
1: yeah I think you know and that's the thing too is that it's hard to say no to clients I'm I'm honestly the worst person at saying no to clients yet I tell my clients to say no to their clients okay so that's how this works and like you said though you have to stay disciplined with the pre-order once people see that you're not very firm on that um, it, it's just it opens up a Pandora's box of issues and you know let's let's go back to elementary stuff why do we do the pre-order? Okay, we do the pre-order and we install that. So one, as Jason's been saying, you don't take on a ton of extra inventory. You can't sell in weird sizes. The next part is that it's it installs a limited edition mindset in the gym. You want people to feel like this is urgent. You don't want things to go on a wish list that one day they'll get to. We all have Amazon wish lists and things like that. It's just a it's just a list of stuff we're probably never gonna buy. That's that's why we do the pre-order so that you can put some momentum behind it and pretty much, I call it jumping the line. There's a line of stuff people want to buy in their head. If they know that they only have until July 25th to get that order in, it's gonna go right to the top of that list and they're gonna cross it right off and get everything ordered. So we wanna make sure everyone feels like there's some urgency, there's some demand for it and that they have to take action. You don't want people sitting on the fence and doing this whole you know print on demand stuff where you can just order whenever quote unquote you feel like it, that type of stuff. It just does not work. you need to drive demand and get people to take action on your stuff and the pre-order is really the only way that that's happening these days how I'm trying to think I know what we
0: do how long do you recommend so the way this works everybody is you know the once once the design is agreed upon and and this is kind of multiple parts but how long do you suggest leaving the pre-order
1: open? Uh, no longer than seven to ten calendar days i I recommend that because Uh, it's going to take us seven to 10 business days to print it depending on how busy we are at the time. But um, like I said, you want to keep that open seven to 10 days. The people who are likely going to order, they are going to cycle through the gym within seven to 10 days. You're not going to get that obscure member you haven't seen for six months to get to buy a t-shirt. Okay, let's be realistic and honest. So normal gym members who hit the gym three to five times a week, They're going to see that announcement multiple times they're going to hear it multiple times so no longer than seven to ten days anything longer than that you're asking for just customer service issues like where's my shirt when's it going to be here and you'll just be answering that question all day long so the shorter the better
0: uh we we go slightly longer and that so this is strategic on our part because Mm -hmm. this is uh largely federal employees and military. So yep. we usually try to do two weeks just so we can span two paydays.
1: Yeah, that's that works. And really again, that works best for
0: you guys. So that, that's fine. Um, now the other thing, and this is probably more tactical or more important to the affiliate is here's really what the pre-order does. The pre-order means you come out of pocket $0, right? That's so you awesome. do not have to do anything. So going back to how I started this, which is point of sale in this scenario, Forever Fierce's point of sale. At the end of this, what Matt does is he sends me a profit margin, and what I end up doing is, I usually take that profit margin and I buy extra apparel. Therefore, still not coming out of any, coming out of pocket for any extra apparel. That way, everything that comes to me, I sell, that is 100% margin and I have done nothing for it. So if I have 15 extra t-shirts and they all sell for 20 to 25 bucks, there's no cost associated with that. That was all paid by the consumer and that relieves the me of the financial stress and I'm not sitting on extra apparel that I ordered hoping somebody would buy it and paid for it myself. So that is actually where I find the, the real value is like it's removing the financial burden from the affiliate uh, in order to make sure that like you can just turn apparel really, really quickly and not really ever have to pay for it.
1: Yeah. And, and that's that's also the, like the third hidden key point about that stuff, right? Is that most of these orders, depending on the size, like if I were to send you an invoice for some of these orders, it's going to be anywhere between 800 to $2,000, depending on the size. And I mean, who wants to part with $2,000 worth of free cash flow right now and just hope and pray people sell? So like you said, we really never really exchange funds like that. You know, there's really no money out of pocket. And if people are like, well, I'm going to do the pre-order. When should I collect payment? A.S. If you want to do the pre-order internally and you want to keep it on your point of sale and all that stuff through whatever CRM you're using or whatever gym management software, collect the payment as soon as people put their name down because people will flake out on you. They'll make up excuses and then you'll be stuck with it. So collect the money up front. People are used to doing this these days for pre-ordered items. And then like you said, that way, you didn't have to spend any of your free cash flow on apparel and I'll be the first one to tell you, investing in apparel like that probably isn't the best use of investment funds. <laughs> you know, like there's, I mean, there's better ways to
0: make that money. Yeah, back. I mean, it, it's quite frankly, it, it's, an, it's a terrible idea because affiliates are not in the retail business. Retail can be an arm of your business, but if, that, if it's going to be an arm of your business, it needs to be set up to be optimal. I mean, I, again, I can tell you having done retail mm-hmm. and wholesale operations, I mean, the amount, if you were to go into some of these, some of these companies, the amount of stock that they are sitting on trying mm-hmm. to turn is in the tens or hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, and for an affiliate, $2,000 of locked up cash is generally not a good idea where mm-hmm. I can free that up, I can do what I need to, I can pay a front desk person, I can get two new rowers. I mean, you can do a lot with $2,000 in the affiliate and that way you don't have to deal with any of that. So that, that's where I think the big value is. And that way, at the end of the month, if I sell those, it's just three or 400 bucks in my pocket every month that I can put towards something else. Now, because think about it this way, if you're, okay, look, how can I, how does retail benefit my business, right? Like how does doing this well make my affiliate better? So let's walk this whole thing out. If you do all of this, you do pre-orders. You're not coming out of pocket for any money. That means everything you sell is hundred percent markup. And let's say on average, you're doing two to $300 of sales every month. That Mm -hmm. is now $203 that is now allocated. At least for me, this is where I would put it is that's my equipment maintenance fund every single month, right? So now my apparel is paying to make my facility nicer and my equipment better every single month. And that's how this whole thing should work. And once you get a little bit better at it, now you can do that. And you can pocket a little money on the side and do it that way. But that is the, the value of doing that, at least from an operational standpoint inside your business. But the real value is I want people wearing my
1: brand. hmm. Yep. And, and like at the grocery store, uh, going to the mall, going to the movies, things like that, you know, people, as dumb as it sounds, people notice this stuff. And I think what the designs we're putting together, they're unique enough and eye-catching enough where people are like, whoa, where'd you get that shirt? What does that say? Okay, where's that? You know, and if you do have a bunch of fit people walking around, they're like, well, well, you know, if I have to get fit, I know where to go. You know, like these people look great wearing this stuff. And, you know, we like to wear, we like to mix the the training, the stuff you can wear while you're training versus quote unquote, what people call lifestyle apparel that again, if it's in your closet, you're hanging out, you're doing a barbecue, you're going to throw on the shirt as well. And it's not just a gym shirt, you know? So um, we like to make sure we cross both lines. But I think one thing you also said about the profit from this money, I think, or from the sales, and this is a great point, give the profit a home. And you, you guys have taken that advice and really have been a gold standard with that. But whether it's, you know uh redoing your equipment paying off a loan for your equipment or hey this money we're, we're all the money that you guys you know spend on apparel we're taking a portion of that money we're throwing you a big christmas party at the end of the year we're throwing you a holiday party it just, whatever you want to do give it a home give it a purpose because if it's just going in your checking account it's it's just mu- it's just numbers you know like you're not yeah. seeing anything give it a goal and really make it worth it here and i, I promise it will be important. It will be a priority to you.
0: We, um, we instituted this a while back, and I think I got this from Jason rule like years Mm -hmm. ago, maybe about, um, all of our retail, uh, dollars. Mm -hmm. That is all operated in an, in an entirely separate account. Right? So if you're, if anybody's into accounting, um, mm-hmm. if you are putting retail in a general kind of operating account, and again, if you haven't read mm-hmm. Profit first, or if you haven't yeah. been on John Briggs stuff, with Profit first from micro gems, go read that stuff. Um, if you are putting that retail sales in your general operating account, you're basically going to rob yourself. Those, those funds will get eaten up by something else. However, if I take, basically I have a separate bank account that is just for retail. And when I sell retail, it gets deposited in there. And then when I buy retail, it comes out of there. So. It's its own self-sustaining balance sheet. And all I have to do is look at the balance. I don't have to do mm-hmm. any math. Yeah. If it's positive, I'm making money. If it's negative, yeah. I'm messing this up somehow. So yes. separate it because now you can start making a good decision on what I should do with these dollars. And again, like make it easy on yourself. If there's money in there, that means I'm mm-hmm. profitable. That means... Inventory's turning. I'm not losing product. All of that stuff. So um, and it doesn't take very long. You can call the bank in five minutes, be like, I want an extra account. Another
1: savings account, another checking account, boom. Label
0: it retail and you're done. Yep. So um okay, but I do want to go back to the the design because I think people are not did not hear that the first time. The design, like if you're one of these people who has this really specific design in mind, I'm really going to urge you to stop doing that.
1: People need to just let, and again, you could still want something that looks good, but what we're saying is, you know, some people believe that it's going to be put up in a museum, like a European museum, and it's not going to be an art project. You know, people, people buy apparel because they love you and your coaches and their staff and the results you've given them. It's not so much. They need another t-shirt. It's more so they want, they see that you're offering this. They want to support you. They want to rep their tribe, whatever you want to call it. They want to rep their, their second family. And, you know, again, people just get too hung up on, well, you know, what about the colors here? Are we offering enough variety there? And, or we do, we need to simplify a little bit more and give yourself permission where it doesn't need to be a work of art. And that's not to say that we're not going to pay attention to it. It's just people get so bogged down with the edits and stuff like that. And 75 emails later, it's like, oh, it's perfect. And it's like, okay, well, that was, you you got an order for 24 shirts. Was that worth 75 emails? Probably not, you know? (laughs) So like I said, I think that's why, you know, you guys have really trusted us here. When we say for St. Patrick's Day or the summer themes, you guys say, we're picking one of these and we're just rolling with it. And we have a design ready for you guys next day, and it's, it's ready to roll.: so.
0: And again, for those of you that because that, I can speak from personal experience, like you just have to be okay with not everybody loving that design. Like, there, yeah. that, there, there is. There' no scenario in which you come up with this amazing design in which like everybody every single person in your gym is like, "That is the best thing ever. Yeah. So yeah. you cannot appease everyone. What I would tell you is what you're trying to achieve is more volume over a 12 month period by doing Mm -hmm. more smaller orders that Mm -hmm. person who doesn't like it will like three of the other ones that you sell that year so it's okay like it's fine be like and just tell them that be like cool you don't like it we're going to do more orders later this year that are that you'll probably like and they will buy them
1: yep have a member calendar and a lot of people don't have like a membership calendar and i'm not sure if you guys do but you know this is a two brain strategy have a open and visible membership calendar where people can view what's coming up and say, I I hear you. You want that hoodie? It's in October. It's on the calendar. I don't have the design yet, but you know, we'll let you know when we have one and go from there. So like you said, though, retail is a long-term game. You're never going to just knock it out of the park in one month and say, boom, I'm done. It's not a lotto ticket. And some of the gyms who may have experienced that in the past I'll tell you right now, they're not experiencing that anymore. Like these yeah. lotto ticket orders where they're like, I sold like 500 shirts, bro. Those days are gone. You know, yeah. we, need to, we need to really think of this as a long-term strategy.
0: Yeah. I um, the, had two other things. One of them was about sizes. I know we used to feel the need to order like every size imaginable. It's like extra small to triple X. And I'm just like, Ugh like i don't i don't i think four sizes max is what we get and usually those two so it's basically like large medium and then a couple small and extra large i mean like yeah. two or three of those
1: yeah so the method we use was actually we got the idea from crossfit dover our friends up in delaware and basically uh, here's how it works it, we called the dover method and it operates in multiples of 6 so if he says i want some extra shirts i want 12 extra or i want 6 extra it's three in the most popular size, two in the second most popular size, and one in the in the third most popular size. And we just find that method and that model for ordering extras on top of a pre-order works best. Because, like you said, there's no reason to buy a two XL if only one or two were ordered. There's no reason to buy a three XL or an extra small. Just try and resist the urge to prepare for every worst-case scenario. You know,
0: because that person should do the pre-order.
1: Yep. Exactly. That's, that, that, that's exactly do. who should be doing the pre-order. Yeah. Um, the other thing was,
0: I know we've tried to do this in the past, and I'm not super educated on why it's good or bad. So maybe you can enlighten people. Sure. Um, the the kind of all-time online store. Like I just want to have stuff up there that people can buy whenever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, sure. I so I know there's some stuff on the back end, but maybe people don't understand like. Because I don't, I I know, I my hunch, knowing what I do know, is that's not necessarily ideal for the for you for the wholesaler, which makes it not good for the for the retail operator either.
1: Yeah. So, and to be clear, I'm sure someone from one of those companies will hear this and uh, they'll post in some Facebook group about it. But here's the deal, okay? From our opinion, this is our opinion. It's hard for affiliates to make money with those type of print on demand companies. And I won't mention anyone by name specifically, but there's plenty of companies out there that cater to affiliates for these services. The issue is, and like we've just been talking about, it's hard to drum up demand. If something's available 24 seven, that tells people it's not very valuable because it's available 24 seven. Okay. So again, it's hard to drum up demand and get that momentum behind it. It's, It's hard to get the price point down because they use a different type of manufacturing process than we use. They use direct-to-garment digital printing. For us, we use screen printing, traditional screen printing. And, um, you know, those, those setups are best for smaller gyms. If you're a gym and you do anything over 24, actually, I mean, the bar is really not that high. If you're doing anything over 24 consistently, those stores do not make sense from a price point. There's no reason to pay $21 a shirt if you're getting 24 of them in one, in one month. So know? that's where I was
0: going, which is yeah. again, it's, it's, it's different because the margins are not the same.
1: Mm-hmm. So let's say, and I mean, if you did and the, the price margins do not drop on that stuff. Like we've run the numbers yeah. on it. We've looked into doing it. If huh. you order 24, one 13, there might only be a couple different, a couple dollar difference, but with, the screen printing side of things, we're able to offer you massive price breaks at the 73 and 144 quantity range. And even the get in price worth a lot of our stuff is only about $15. So, and that price is going to drop. So like I said, those online stores are good for smaller gyms where you're like just trying to get just something out there. That's the, I just need something solution. It's not the, I have a strategy and a plan solution.
0: Yeah, but even with the pre-orders, like if people are worried about it, like again, you're not coming out of pocket any, but going back to what you're talking about, like the online stores, because I've looked at it too, the margins are about 50% of what I would get if I go just direct screen printing. So for instance, like if uh, if I'm going to get shirts with, let's assume it's only... Yeah,
1: just the front only. Just the front
0: only. So for those of you who don't know about apparel, like you pay for front, you pay for sleeve, you pay Mm -hmm. for back, and you also pay for colors. You also pay for how big the print is because it might Mm -hmm. have to go in multiple, uh, multiple runs. So... The, the markup for, if you're going to do an online store, let's say you sell the shirt for 25 bucks in, again, I'm going with like general numbers. You're going to pay something to the tune of $20 for that, which means my markup is going to be four to $5 where if I, I consistently with Matt's team paying 13 to 15. So my markup is more like $10 Mm -hmm. that I'm going to get off of each one of those shirts. Um, we've done some that have been less, but that's because I had print on the back or had us something on the side like that. But I know that beforehand. Yeah. So the margins are just not there, which means you need to sell. We already talked about what you're going to sell. You need to sell double Mm -hmm. of those shirts to get the same margin.
1: Yeah, and and basically what usually happens and these affiliates who have used these models in the past, here's what they experience. And, And I'm on the phone at least a half dozen times a week and probably three dozen times a month just talking to people about how to get out of these stores and how to fix their retail because they've been on them so long. Here's the issue is that uh, say you guys were to switch tomorrow, what you're going to experience is a huge pop up front. You're going to see people order long sleeves, baseball tees, hoodies, t-shirts, tank tops—all the same design. You're going to see a huge pop, and you'll be like, "Wow, this works." As we said, retail's a long-term thing. Call me at the end of one calendar year, and I guarantee you'd probably only sell about 30 to 20 percent of what you're originally doing if we followed the method—you know, the, the pre-order method and the apparel plan method—we're offering right now. Like I said, that method works best for people who are a little overwhelmed and you just need something out there and you've officially given up on apparel, but you really don't need to at this point in time. There's a lot of good vendors out there you know who can definitely help you like that. Like th- we're, this isn't the Stone Age anymore where you need to get just anything out there. you know It's <laughs> like we, we can be strategic, we can really have a plan, and there's vendors like us out there who are working to make this process as painless as possible. But you know, again, if you are on one of those plans, I would really look at the numbers. You're, you're probably not making a ton of money right now doing this. And I guarantee if you looked at it at the end of the year, it's really not going to be worth your time doing that stuff, especially after they add in the fees. Some of those companies will, uh, it's almost like being in poker. You get blinded out. You know, you don't have any good card hands. You just pay these fees per month and all your profit you were making gets eaten up in fees. And like I said, finally, the volume's not going to be there for you to do apparel. So when I hear owners come up to me at the two brain summit. They're like, Oh, I hate t-shirts or it's not worth my time. How are you doing it? We have an online store. It's available 24 seven. No one uses it. Yeah. Well, there's your problem.
0: Yeah. The point of retail is to sell retail.
1: Yes. Yes. It's to drum up demand and to get people moving. And it's really hard to do that on those, those sites. We have a whole, um, we have a whole blog series on this, you know, pre-orders versus the online store. You go check out our website to see all three parts of that blog, but we do a deep dive into it and we try and do as best of a, you know, just a, just like a fair take on both, like the pros and cons of working with our model versus working with them. So people can check that out too. And if people have any questions, they're more than welcome to email me directly. And I'll tell you, and again, I always tell people up front, like when we deal with new clients on the phone, I'll tell them we're a good fit. We're not a good fit. Because at the end of the day, I tell everyone this, I want my clients to really, really enjoy hearing from me, and vice versa. I don't want anyone to be annoyed. I don't want everyone feeling like this isn't worth their time. So I'm the first one to pull the plug on stuff if I don't feel that we're, we're providing value to people. So I, I encourage you guys to check that stuff out, and if you do need help, reach out to me.
0: Yeah, and and again, I can speak from personal experience, like t-shirts were always a nightmare and then when we started working with you guys mm-hmm. it was way simpler and then i real the other thing that this does it from an affiliate standpoint is using this model it makes it incredibly easy for you to remove yourself from that function i've, yeah, had, two and- people, I've had two people do it at my gym and it 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 very little time on their end right so you know, Tracy was doing it. Now Rob's doing it. And the reason we switch is because, like, you know, there is some back and forth with regard to design. It's not like yeah, this yeah. is the design and boom. Like, you are going to collaborate on that a little yep. bit. Um, so you need somebody who's okay with that collaboration, right? And yeah, it's- and
1: custom, anything custom, though. If you've done anything custom in your life, built a home, had to rebuild a car or do anything at all, like, there, there's natural back and forth with custom stuff. We're, we're yeah. working on these designs specific to you. And we're not just telling you these are the only three options. Like everything is a hundred percent custom. So yeah, there will be a little back and forth, but it's, it's to be expected with any type of custom uh, custom product really. Yeah. But like I said, Matt
0: is uh, so fast on the responses and turnaround time there. It doesn't even feel like that. Like, yep. I mean, like if you send him, an, uh, if you send him, don't send him an email at 5am, but he'll probably respond if you
1: That yeah, will pro- <laughs> I'll probably respond to it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Last question. What? Yep. So the, the big one is like, you know, all CrossFitters have this obscene stack of t-shirts uh, and then hoodies is probably the second one. Do you recommend or have you seen any other apparel products that do pretty well?
1: Yeah. So uh, obviously t-shirts and hoodies are the two main things, but then uh, men's tank tops are really making a comeback here. Uh, people, depending on the area of the country, people are still warming up to it, but men's tanks, obviously women's tanks, There are so many different women's tank top styles that uh, that area of the industry has really taken off here where there is a ton of variety between the different types of racer backs, muscle tanks, crop tops, things that you in in your gym has done a good job of sampling all these styles to figure out what works best. So there's at least eight to ten women's tank top styles but i always recommend some type of fall or spring item so that might be a three-quarter sleeve we call it i call it a baseball tee. Baseball tees.
0: Yeah, baseball tees really sell well yeah
1: yeah those have always been a great seller for you guys and then uh just a general long sleeve shirt or like a long sleeve uh shirt with like a hood on it i could always send over pictures of that type of stuff but um i always recommend some type of like spring weight item just to make sure everyone's getting the full run of items. A lot of people like to ask me about, well, what about headbands? And what about shorts? And what about pants? If you need headbands, go right to Junk Brand. They do an awesome job with their headbands. You cannot beat them. They're the best at what they do. Um, They do some custom stuff, but again, you're going to have to contact them about how their custom program works. But pants and shorts are an absolute no. I don't care who's doing them. The quality is really, really subpar. It's not acceptable in my mind. Mm -hmm. And two, your members, I mean, a lot of these folks who are affiliate members, they're paying anywhere between 100 to 200 bucks a month for an affiliate membership. They probably have Lululemon leggings and things like that. They're not going to accept your, you know, these like low quality leggings. They're used to super high tech cutting edge yeah. Lululemon stuff. So, but with the t-shirts, the hoodies and the long sleeve, like just mainly tops I can get the same quality that they are used to getting at their favorite retailer. That stuff is very, very similar. It's just the lower body items, you know, or uh, things like sports bras or booty shorts, that type of stuff. Just don't even waste your time with it. There's a yeah. lot of vendors out there who claim they can do it. Socks is another one. Run away. Every client that says the same thing, they, should, they always come back and say, I should have listened to you. It was not worth it. It was a headache. It was a disaster. I'm never doing that again.
0: And it's definitely not something you can replicate over time. So you might yeah. get it once, but it's not yeah. gonna, you're not gonna get recurring orders. But that brought you brought up something else there. So the other thing that happens, and again, I speak from experience yeah. for 10 years, is like generally the guy's sizes is not a problem. The ladies yeah. can get a little bit sticky depending on yep. the type of shirt, the type mm-hmm. of back, the type of tank top, like whether it's a female or women's shirt, what Matt and his team will do so that you can avoid that problem where somebody orders a small and they're actually a large because of mm-hmm. that type of design. Um, they're gonna send you just blank, blank mm-hmm. t-shirts of just samples. And when you when people are like, oh, I don't know, you're like, here, try this on. What size do you want? Cool. Yes. Order your shirt. So you can avoid all of that as well, not knowing if these are gonna fit because that, you know, you're trying to remove all these barriers from people buying. So you're like, I don't know if the hoodie hoodie's gonna fit. And you're like, put it on. Does that fit? Cool. That's the one you're gonna get. Yep.
1: If you're not, if you're not working with a vendor right now who sends free we send free samples out there's no cost to owners for this it's complimentary it's an investment we make to ensure there's no customer service issues i don't like dealing with customer service issues and i don't like dealing with or hearing from my owners and my clients saying i'm I'm in the middle of a customer service nightmare help i don't like hearing that at all and i don't care how long i do this it will always make my stomach uh churn when i hear that but like like Jason said, we're offering free sizing samples to anyone that asks. And even if you say, there's plenty of times where they come back to us and they say, hey, the ladies don't like this style tank top. Do you mind sending out a different style and let them vote or pick between the two? That's fine. We do that all the, all the time. The only time we ever charge for samples is, is if you say, hey, I got the Bella Canvas catalog. Send me everything that's in there. Obviously, we're not going to do that. But yeah. if it's for an order, we always send t shirt tank hoodie samples. It's just worth it. And I'm going to tell you when we started doing that and made that a full-time policy two or three years ago, our error rate and our refund rate or our make good rate went from like 5% and now it's under 1%. So again, when I tell you that there's no errors with our stuff right now, we are under 1% error rate. And, and that's the industry average is at least six to eight.
0: So I can, I can think of only two in the two years which, yeah. which makes it well under 1%. Yeah. Um, but the other thing about like, and again, this is my experience, like I, both of those were corrected probably within 80. seven days, like yeah. max seven days. I think one was a, like you, you like one was like, I think you, we did a zip up and that got corrected. And basically like, and again, this is me giving you guys kudos. Yeah. So I think we had ordered pullover hoodies and you printed like 20, 20 or 25 of them in zip ups. And you're like, Hey, yeah. we messed this up just take them no extra charge yeah take the extra ones and we sold those so like that that's the kind of customer service that you want which is typically not what you get in the in the t-shirt business
1: yeah very rarely do we ask for stuff back i mean if it's like a mistake you made and you're like hey i wasn't paying attention uh, I really need these reprinted. Like that's the type of stuff we'll need back. But if it's like a genuine mistake we made, and you can live with it and sell that stuff, if we use the wrong tank style or the wrong T-shirt style, sometimes that stuff happens. Unfortunately, just keep them. I'm not gonna. What am I gonna do? Donate 50 CrossFit <laughs> right hoodies to Goodwill? I mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't want your stuff being thrown out there like that. So that's mm. the type of stuff where if you guys can keep it and repurpose it, again, as you said, not everyone is 100. percent concerned with the design you know like they're not going to notice a small imperfection or it's a zip up or a pullover for us it's just let's get you what you ordered keep what you have and let's just keep moving here but we have a no headache policy with that stuff if it's if it's apparent and it's not a judgment call with that i mean again i just say no problem really sorry we screwed up here we didn't make you know we didn't uh fulfill our commitment here but we'll get it fixed and i'm i'm a crazy person behind the scenes with making sure that stuff gets out the door because we want to make sure that everyone's taken care of 100%. And honestly, I'm dealing with some stuff with like AT&T and all these companies right now. These customer service experiences are so so terrible. And yeah. I'm on, I'm just on a mission right now to make sure that everyone has a great experience with us because, unfortunately, that's outside the norm. You know, now we're just used to automated services and no one knows what's going on. No one knows the policies for us. We just want to get you taken care of, and how can we get there to get things fixed?
0: Yeah, like and like I said, it, it's happened. It is very rare, but you guys have always made good on it. So yeah. from that, for me to you, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh yeah, um, sure. cool man. Last thing, uh, do you are you a big reader at all? Do you read a lot of books?
1: I do. I do read. I'm on a strict business book information diet right now because uh, I I haven't had good luck buying a couple ones that have held my interest. The last book I read was Chris Cooper's new book and the rest of them have been tossed, but what, what book you got? Uh,
0: no, I was going to ask you, so I'm, I'll probably finish Tinker, uh, founder, farmer, Tinker thief this week. Um, mm-hmm. it's good. Um, but is there a book that you would recommend? Um, uh, let's go more specific. Usually I go pretty broad. Is there a book that you would recommend gem owners read that's going to help them, wrap their brain around retail a little bit more. I know you mentioned earlier, uh, I don't know if that was a book or not, Choice Paralysis or not, or that was just- a
1: No, I'll, I'll pull up my, uh, I keep a spreadsheet with my current library I have with all my books I yeah. absolutely must read. All right, there's a book I just read this spring that really changed my life positively. It's called Seeking Wisdom. It's okay. not available on Kindle. It's only available on paper it's pretty much out of stock print-wise. I think you could still get it through Amazon. But Seeking Wisdom, it's, um, it's an author who has compiled all of Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett's thoughts on things. So oh, he's wow. reviewed all their, all their uh, you know, when they do these financial disclosures, they do some type of like letter to the investors for Berkshire Hathaway. And he's poured through all of that, all their audio interviews, all their graduation talks. And the the little life nuggets and business nuggets that people are like, you know, um, should I tinker with this? Should I? How should I? Should I open up a new business? They give you some mental models to think through when evaluating these decisions. And we, I've honestly been running a lot of life decisions right through that. Uh, and one of the biggest things that we've come across recently was you know, over the past couple of years, we've been doing this about six years now. Over the past couple of years, we've had this itch to scratch where it's like, I feel like we should be offering more than just apparel. What about promotional items? What about gym uh, gym uh, welcome packages? What about this? What about that? You know, and Warren Buffett says this a lot, operate within your circle of competency. You know, like if it really focus in on it and really hammer that nail with what you're Awesome at. Don't try and get too fancy or too cool because he says he says this all the time. He's invested in so many companies that had a great thing going, and if they just focused and doubled down on that, you know, they would they would do even more, you know, yeah. and they would they would have lived wonderful lives. Instead, they've risked they've risked all this stuff, or they've gone out of business because something sunk their business. So seeking wisdom is definitely uh, a must. Is definitely a must. But again, it's only in paper. And the only other book uh, that I've read that has been hugely, hugely influential to me, um, I would say it is going to be The Paradox of Choice when it comes to retail.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I don't have the author listed here, but Paradox of Choice. And then if you ever wanted to see how our customer service model is set up, uh, there's another book, it's called Never Lose a Customer Again. That's relatively a new book that came out last year but if you read that book, you're going to be like, oh, wow, Matt does all this stuff. <laughs> so, I like it. Um, I like it. but yeah, so those are, those, I know I gave you three, but yeah, so oh, those are books that are super, super good and they go really fast. No, that's good because
0: I just think this is a, a topic in general that gym owners are woefully deficient at, myself included for years mm-hmm. and years and I'm still trying to, there, I still find gaps in my my mindset, my understanding of retail and, and, or or just sales in general, because that, that is what we have to do. So, um, you know, that's good. Um, cool. Where can people find you guys, uh, social media, website, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, just, if you want to get in touch with us, just foreverfierce.com. you'll see the button there to request the design or to, you know, contact us and shoot us an email. I do monitor all that stuff very, very closely. So if you do want to get in touch with us foreverfierce.com, obviously you could find us on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. But if you just want to reach out to me directly, Matt, M-A-T-T at Foreverfierce.com. And uh, I would love to hear from you guys, get you guys helped out here. I know Jason's referred us to a lot of local gyms and we've, you know, we treat those clients like gold as well. So we do try and treat everyone. I don't care how big, how small, how competitive, how famous you are. I really don't care about any of that. I just want to make sure that everyone is treated 100% the same And, uh, you know, again, customer services, I'm really big on that. So if you're not getting served properly, come check us out. I promise we'll get you taken care of in the right way. Awesome, brother. Thank you for your time, man. I know you're a busy guy, so I'll let you get back to that customer service. (laughs) All right. Sounds good, Jason. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Thanks. All right. See ya. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. And just so you guys know, it is bonus week. We're going to be bringing you an episode Every day, Monday through Friday this week, and we've got some great, great interviews and episodes coming your way. Check out com if you haven't already and you can find us on social media at best hour of their day or email us best hour of their day at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.